Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend, but on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love our neighbors, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll join us because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hello, friends. Can you believe this is episode four of Good Question? I hope you've been enjoying these interviews as much as I've enjoyed recording them. I'm just so excited that making this show is giving me the opportunity to chat with such amazing people. If you're loving the show, please continue sharing it. And if you're interested in becoming a listener supporter, there's a link in the show notes where you can support for as little as 99 cents per month. We appreciate every share, every dollar of support, and every rating and review you leave. Our goal here is to give you something to think about and make sure no one who has questions feels alone. So everything you do to support and share the show just gets it into the ears of more people and helps us further that mission. Today's show was one of those that surprised me in all the best ways. I'm chatting with Leanna Cherry, and I invited her on the show to share her story of how God is blessing her new bakery business, The Crumb Picker, which she started in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Little did I know, what I thought would be a chance to catch up with a friend about a new business venture was actually God setting the stage for me to hear a one-on-one sermon on faith perseverance in prayer, and God's divine provision. Leanna is a wife and mother of two. She attends Bethel United Pentecostal Church in Old Westbury, New York. And up until recently, she worked in marketing and PR for a large New York hospital. But I'll let her tell you the whole story. I can't wait for you to hear from the crumb picker, my friend, Leanna Cherry. My guest today is Leanna Cherry. Leanna is a friend of mine from New York who has recently started a new venture, and I am excited to hear her tell me about it. Leanna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so honored. Well, I have been watching you through social media over the past several months, and I see that a lot of exciting things have been happening, even amidst all of the craziness in the world. And I'm really excited to hear you tell us about everything that God's been doing in your life and in your new business venture. But first, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Sure, sure. Well, my name is Leanna Cherry. I live here in New York. I met you. I was trying to think back. It was 2006, uh, recently married, and I think you that's right around the time you came to New York and had the privilege of getting to know you through a care group through our church. But yeah, my background is marketing and PR, and I'm a mom and a wife, and I'm just someone who I think has over time 
and especially after having children, really evaluated what I want for our lives as a family and as we grow and as the kids get older and just what's important. So that kind of tailspins into the venture that I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have come to be known as the crumb picker. And so I want to hear about this. Um, <laughs> I, I learned that I learned a little bit about the background of the name by looking at your website, but I want to hear from your lips. Tell me this story, how you got that nickname and then what it means today. Okay. Well, I think first to get to start from, from childhood for a second, just how crumb cake and first of all, baking has always just been something I've always enjoyed since I was a child. The crumb cake specifically reminds me of family. My grandparents who lived in Queens, every weekend would come out to our house to visit. And this is, you know, when I'm like seven, eight years old, all the way through my college years would come out literally every weekend and bring a crumb cake from a very notable bakery that was around their corner. And it just reminds me of my childhood. So. As I started dating my husband, who now husband, he got to know me for my love of sweets. <laughs> and he would always laugh at me because he'd tell me, you never cut yourself like a big enough slice of whatever it is that you're eating. Like, just enjoy it. And instead of cutting myself a big slice, I would just pick off of his plate. And so he would tell me that I'm such a crumb picker. I'm such a crumb picker. So that's how I earned the name Crumb Picker. And then naturally, when I thought about pursuing what has now become my business, that was just the name that naturally fit because that is what the, one of the main components of the business is making New York style crumb cake, crumb cake donuts, just the crumbs, just the top of the cake, which personally are my favorite because that's <laughs> all I want to do is pick the crumbs off the top <laughs> of the cake. But that's how I earned the name Crumb Picker. That is really, really fun. And I know that you are a great baker and your husband is a good cook. But I also know that that's been a hobby for both of you for a really long time. And the last time that we spoke in person, I believe, you had recently scaled back your job, your Mm -hmm. work outside the home to spend more time with your kids. Mm-hmm. But now it seems that you're you're working at home. So tell yeah. me a little bit about how that came to be. Sure. And I, I think ever since I became a mom almost 10 years ago, I have felt a pulling, a desire to want to be around for my children, obviously contribute to our home, contribute to the income, do something productive and and something that I'm passionate about, but my heart was always here. And there were many times that I would leave to go to a very important and big responsibility job at a hospital here in New York, and I would drive to work in tears, crying, just wanting to be home with my children. And after I had my second child, that feeling intensified even more, and I needed to make a change, but at that point, you know, just, you know, altogether leaving was not an option. I mean, I always had to 
have some sort of contribution to the home. I couldn't just be home. So I had spoke to my boss and really voiced my desire to be a part-time employee and really almost gave an ultimatum that it was like, this is what I need. And if I can't have it, then I'm going to have to find something else. And Mm -hmm. I was blessed enough that my boss who knew me for a long time and knew that I was responsible, granted me that opportunity. And I was able to work three days in the office and then have two days home. And that was nice. That was a nice balance. But there was still something pulling at me. And I think this stems back to, you know, as a child, I, I was the third child in our family. My parents had a fourth after me. That was my brother. And he was born with a very severe congenital heart defect. And we lost him when he was four. I was eight years old. And I think that experience really, now as an adult, helped me place value on family and that none of us is promised tomorrow. And I certainly don't live life grimly. I mean, I live life every day as if if I'm not promised tomorrow, what am I going to do with my life today? What kind of example am I going to lead? What example am I going to be for my children? And that's always been a motivator for me. And so we began at the hospital go through a merger in recent years, and things started to progressively change. And so here I am still feeling the pull of wanting to be around for my family, and now the work environment started to get even more stressful. And This is something I prayed about for years, and I kept asking God, what's next for me? Because I feel like this isn't your best for me. Hmm. But I felt him, I felt an unctioning in the spirit telling me to wait, just wait. And so I would take that, and it would kind of, you know, revive me for a little bit, and I feel real confirmation that he would be telling me, wait, I have something for you. And so in my mind, it was going to be maybe the awesome job wrapped up in a pretty bow that would be really flexible and a lot of money. And, you know, <laughs> and so I actively did my part to look elsewhere and still stayed at the job, but I was really unhappy. I was really stressed. I had, like I said, a very, I had big responsibilities. I was dealing with crisis a lot at the hospital and it just wasn't the right mix for having a young family. And it got to a point where I was so stressed out that I was getting myself sick. I was awake at night a lot, coming home crying. And just, again, I was praying about it. And and there was a service in January where pastor had called up anybody in the congregation who had been struggling with stress and had been up at night to come up for prayer. And I remember coming up and I was a little bit embarrassed because I felt like, you know, like you, like anyone, you don't want people to know you're struggling. And <laughs> this was January of last year. So I went up for prayer and I really felt something break. But, you know, here I was still, you know, going to work and, still, you know, on Sunday you feel great, everything breaks and then <laughs> Monday comes and that feeling is gone. And... <laughs> How true is that? Oh, so I continue on, and now there's a situation that arose in my job that was really, again, I I was like, this is not 
God, this can't be the environment that you want me in. Things were really starting to get strange and toxic. And again, kept praying, kept praying. And again, it's, it was years of praying, but it really intensified last January. So January of 2020. January 2020. And so this was just around, there was mumbling. I can remember being at a meeting with a member of the organization that was taking us over. It was a lunch meeting, and she kept checking her phone, and she kept getting distracted. And it was just as the virus was starting to hit the United States. And, you know, she, was, she kept, oh, all right, good. We don't, uh, you know, she kept like, do we need to write something about this? Do we, did it, you know, is it, in, is it interfering with, with us and what we're doing? And it kept just coming up and, I really didn't, didn't at that time understand the severity. I, I never was big with watching the news. And I mean, I, I'm educated and informed, but I really was like, I don't even know what this woman's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fast forward a couple of weeks and another literally life-changing service at church where the theme and the message was the miracles never stopped. And Pastor Dean Byfield, who is a missionary right now in France, was a guest speaker and talked about just how, you know, when you have God's spirit living in you and the power that he gives us, and that only he can give us, obviously, but just how miracles can still happen today. You know, when Jesus walked on the earth, he performed miracles left and right, but just because he's ascended doesn't mean that miracles can't still happen. And he really, he really, his message really increased my faith. And that week, I just decided with my husband that I was going to take a step in faith and remove myself from the situation that I felt had gotten so dire at work. And uh, believe me, when I tell you, I was not in any position just to leave my job. You know, I all signs point to, like, it made no sense. Like, it's not like I have, you know, tons and tons of money in the bank and we don't have bills. And I mean, we are, you know, we're a family. We have two children. We have bills. We have cars. We have, you know, a mortgage. And anybody, even, you know, church or no church, anyone would look at it and say, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. But I literally got to a point where I was like, God, I am at a point where right now I know that the only good that can come of this is like you intervening on my behalf and you changing the situation. And I'm going to obey in faith that you're going to take care of me. Like I literally felt like I was standing off the edge of a cliff and I just was jumping and I knew he was going to catch me. I didn't know how, but I knew he was. And when I tell you, I mean, I've always had faith, but this was like a whole nother level because I had no idea that literally one week after I put in my notice and people are like, you don't have another job? Wait, you're just leaving? One week later, we had our first case of the coronavirus at the hospital and I had to deal with that crisis that day. I left that office that day. I gave four weeks notice 
That was one week later, and then the rest of my notice, I got to be at home with my family, safe in my home, not having to deal with any of the things that, you know, the hospital staff just became so overwhelmed, and we were told we had to work from home. So my last three weeks of my four-week notice, while the world was being turned upside down, I was safe here. And so that was the first of many miracles that I feel like God showed me in my taking that step in faith. And that's, you know, we have to partner with God. You know, we don't just like randomly do things. And I'm not, by no means am I saying anyone should just like, you know, you have a dream and a passion, just go after it, just quit (laughs) your job. Like that's not... This is not how it evolved for me. It was like a very long process of prayer and seeking God's will. And and I do think when you want things that are aligned with God's word and you want what's best for not only you but your family and you're, you're not seeking titles and accolades and you're genuinely just searching for something that, you know, is going to enable you to be more present and more you know, involved in church or whatever, you know, whatever things that are good that you're a part of, I think he honors that, you know, he, he, we're his children. He wants to give us good gifts. And so, yes, I'm totally, (laughs) no, it's not rambling. It's so good. I mean, we had been texting about this conversation earlier in the week and you sent me a link to that message that, that you said that Dean Mm -hmm. Byfield preached. Yeah. And we, and we should say at Bethel, United Pentecostal Church yes. in Old Westbury, New York, which is your home church, pastor by Pastor Doug Davis. And yes. that's where uh, my husband and I met. That was our home church also when I lived in New York. I listened to the sermon today. I started it as I was getting ready for work and listened to the the end of it on my drive. And man, Leanna, I was just ready to pull my car over and just run down the street. <laughs> I am telling you. The faith I could feel just through the recording that was built yes. in that house that day. I was just like, man, I know that Leanna has a miracle that came out of this day, but wow, what other yes. miracles happened at Bethel that day? Because you could just feel it emanating out of that recording. Absolutely. I literally, I could not have run up to that altar as fat. You know, as soon as it was time to go up to pray, I was, I probably knocked people over running up there. <laughs> and I, And again, like in that moment, I never... On Sunday, you would not have told me that four days later I was going to give my notice, but that service was a breakthrough for me. The message was a total confirmation that, you know, so many times in life, we, you know, we think in our carnal thinking, we think we can figure things out like, well, okay, I'll pray about it. And then I'm going to, I'll just do this. This is what God wants me to do. And it's like, yeah, maybe sometimes it works that way, but sometimes you know, we pray and like, it's silent. And you feel like sometimes like, God, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you can't, this can't be where you want me to be. And how quickly he can step in and change, totally change people's situations, their lives, anything, nothing. At this point, my faith is so, I'm like, God, you can do anything. Like, I know that. I mean, I knew that before, but like I've lived it now. And 
I just feel like there's, I will never question or doubt, you know, when, when I have to wait or when I feel like something's not obvious. And, and again, our carnal thinking is so, his ways are so far beyond our ways. And he's shown me that so many times in these past few months. And I'm like, God, wouldn't it be just like you to make me wait, to pull me out of a job that I was in for 14 years to bring me to a place in a global pandemic that I could be around for my children and I don't have to worry about their safety or my safety. Like that whole piece is not that I don't worry about our safety, but like I'm here, I'm present. Right. They're remote. They're not remote. I can, I can go with it. And I, Thank God every morning when I get the phone call from the school, like that they're, that they're closed, they're remote. I don't have that burden of like, okay, who's now watching my children? And my mom checks on my grandmother and I know I can't put this on her. And so it's far beyond me right now pursuing a lifelong dream to do something I love baking. I'm around for my children. And, and I think, you know, just seeing how he's honored the desire of my heart, just, I could, I mean, I could cry every day, all day, just, that's how thankful I am, and he's just awesome, awesome. You've got me tearing up over here, too, because, you know, all of our situations are different. In some ways, we're all dealing with the same struggles right now, but that's manifesting itself in so many different ways for different people. Sure. But I think, I know that I can relate in the past year to praying a prayer over and over and wondering when God's going to answer. I can 100% relate to thinking, God, this is not your best for me. And I can 100% relate to thinking, I know how this can be fixed. And if you would just do this, it would be fixed and everything would be fine. And if this never gets broadcast to anyone, you have encouraged me in the last five minutes to say, Jessica, (laughs) snap out of it. God knows what he's doing. His timing is perfect. He knows what he's doing. He's seen, you know, he knows the end from the beginning. He's seen you in the, he, he knows the plans that he has for you. And it's, that's, that's, it's just, I think when we can get out of ourselves and say, God, you have full control. Yes, I'm going to take steps and, and be obedient, but you ultimately have the final say, you know, and yeah, and you know what's best for me. And I'm not saying, listen, I, I want to make a point about, you know, listen, some people have children and the workplace is where they can't wait to run. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But <laughs> for me, I, and again, I think I relate it back to this childhood experience that I had losing my brother at such a young age and, and just feeling like that perspective of like, I'll never forget this because my daughter actually shares the same birthday as my brother who passed away. Oh, my goodness. And when she turned four, which was the age that my brother passed away, I remembered calling my mom and saying to her, I broke down and I'm like, Mom, how how did you lose a child when they were four? Like, how did you do this? How did, like, I thought about just for a second, if I were to lose her today, how would I feel? And my mom, who's been nothing but the strongest example of faith in my life, never missed a beat with her other children, you know, lost a child and 
and took care of her three other children as if, you know, life just went on. And, and she's like, Leanna, that's the Lord. That's his grace. That's his mercy. Like, I, I didn't do that. I couldn't have gone on. But with him, we can do all things. And so, and again, that I think that perspective about just, like, life, I mean, if we've learned anything in 2020, life is fragile. Like, somebody yeah. could be here one day and the next not. And that's just, I don't, I didn't want to look back and say, well, good, I'm glad I, you know, I worked all these crazy hours and I had this great, big, important job and I made tons of money and the kids never saw me. And when they <laughs> saw me, I was stressed out and miserable. Good. Yeah. That's not the life that I wanted for my kids. It's not yeah. the life I wanted for myself, for my husband, for our marriage. And so... I think, like I said, I think God honors things that are in line with what he, in line with his word and what, what he would want for his children. So, yes, I agree. And I think, I think he also honors who we are as people, who he made us to be, our personalities, our likes, our dislikes, our passions. And one of your passions is baking. And so not only did God bring you out of a job that you had been praying for him to release you from for years, he brought you home right at the right moment to get you out of a stressful and potentially dangerous situation for you and your kids. He provided for you to be at home where you wanted to be to care for them through all of this remote learning and all of the time of quarantine. And there in New York, you guys have had much more severe lockdown than even I've experienced Mm -hmm. and the areas of the country where I've been in the last year. But on top of all of that, he has blessed you to start this business. And from what I can see on Instagram, (laughs) it looks like you are booming. People are flocking. I had a man drive from New Jersey a couple of weeks ago. That is so cool. I love it. So tell me about that. How did, so were you baking? So I'll just rewind for a second. So yes, so I was baking. I basically started baking because a colleague, so I used to, I used to bake the crumb cake for this job and bring it in on special occasions. And I had a colleague that had reached out to me around Easter time. This was um, Easter of 2019 and said, can you? make me two of those crumb cakes so I can bring them to my family for Easter, but I'm paying you. And I'm like, I don't want your money. I'll make them for you. No problem. (laughs) So she came to my house to pick them up. And I remember standing in my driveway with her and she's forcing money into my hand. And I'm like, Karen, I really don't want to take your money. You're my friend. Like, I'll do this for you. She's like, Leanna, you need to make these. People would buy these. You need to do this. And so... In the months to follow, that's when the organization that I was working for was really beginning to go through the fix of a merger. So I decided one day for fun to open up an Instagram account. And of course, naturally, I was going to be making crumb cakes, so I had to call it the crumb picker. I mean, come on, (laughs) I am the crumb picker. And so I just, you know, started posting some of the stuff that I was doing either for family or for really mainly started with friends from my office who were requesting stuff. And so I just started to kind of take pictures of stuff and let people know if they needed a crumb cake or cookies. That was the other thing that I was kind of known for was my chocolate chip cookies, that I'd be happy to make them. And so 
I'll never forget because my boss was retiring in December and I made a crumb cake and I brought it in with the labels that I started to use for the packaging as I was kind of playing around. And he came into my office and he said to me, he like whispered, so so you're going to do this now? (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, so you're going to like, you're going to like make crumb cakes for like a living? I'm like, oh, don't be silly. I mean, no, I'm not going to make crumb cakes for a living. What are you talking about? And I, that's like, wouldn't it, like, that's just God's sense of humor is that we could speak words of like doubt and <laughs> just turn them around. I'm like, oh yeah, you're not going to do that? Yeah, you are. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so I, um, I had started the Instagram page really for fun. And then when I had left my job, you know, I wanted to make sure that I did everything right, obviously, in starting a business. So I did a lot of research. I spoke to a local lawyer, a very prestigious lawyer. I spoke to my CPA um, and just really got a basic understanding of, like, what do I need to do to actually make this a business? So I went ahead and took all those steps necessary, and I um, got a crumb cake in the hands of a local, like, foodie blogger who actually, as it turns out, worked at the hospital that I worked at. Oh, my goodness. So we had that connection. And she did a post to her almost 40,000 followers about my crumb cake. And from that post, everything, my world totally changed. Everything took off from there. And I had people reaching out to me left and right, not only who had seen the post, but then I had other kind of, um, you know, influencers in the Long Island foodie area asking if they could try it. And then me just basically making sure to build these relationships with people and kind of, you know, give them stuff to try. And they just naturally, it just snowballed. I mean, everybody was posting and (laughs) so the followers kept coming and that's how I really got known here on Long Island. So, well, and I was watching from afar, of course, because we haven't been to Long Island since all of this started. Yeah. The pandemic or the crumb picker. And so I am, I can't wait to get my hands on one of these cakes. But I was watching around the holidays and you sold out your Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> orders. Like you filled your order slots like within minutes. Is that correct? Within minutes. So. Uh, I had posted that I was going to be opening up orders on a certain day because I wanted everybody to, like, have an equal chance. I just knew that it was going to be interest from all over and, like, very fast. And so I basically said, on such and such a date, at this time, text me with your order and I will take the first, you know, in my mind. I said, okay, I can probably do, you know, maybe 50 orders. Well, I ended up taking probably double because naturally the person that I am I feel bad (laughs) I want to please everybody and so that was for Thanksgiving and I at one point when I was in the midst of the baking now I have one oven and I'm one person and so it was about midday one day prior to the pickup and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish all this you know and so it was a total miracle it was like you know Miracle that I was able to finish, assemble, and all that. So I kind of learned my lesson with Thanksgiving and said, okay, on Christmas, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a, you know, a considerable amount less of the orders just so that I can make sure that, you know, I, 
listen, it's one thing to do something you love, but like anything, if you're doing it and you don't have a break and it's, you know, three days back to back of literally, you know, 5 a.m. to till midnight baking, that becomes stressful and of strenuous. Course, yeah. And <laughs> I think it took me about a week to to feel like myself again after Thanksgiving. And I was like, you know what, Christmas is special. And, you know, we obviously celebrate and I want to make sure I leave some time for me to relax and so I feel like I got it better handled. But, yes, in, for Christmas, I sold out in two minutes. Oh, my goodness. Um, any text messages that came through at 5.03 and beyond, I was already past my quota for cakes and cookies. So Isn't God good? It's amazing. Like, that is so cool. <laughs> I just keep thinking, like, press down, shaking together, running over. He is so good. He's, I, I literally... I say it every day. I say it like my husband, pinch me, pinch me. And I remember, this was one thing I wanted to mention, because I can remember saying to Kevin in the span of the four weeks between when I gave my notice and when my last day was, you know, it's like the devil will do anything to kind of, you know, you make a choice and you're confident that it's the Lord's will. And like then the devil kind of voice will creep in, like, are you sure are you? You know, and I was starting to feel that a little bit because I was like, I'm like, now the pandemic's getting progressively worse. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, there's no way I'm going to find a job in this environment. And I said to Kevin one night, you know, are you okay with this? Like, I, you know, I, I just want to make sure. And he said, you're showing our children what it means to have faith in God and put your family first. I couldn't be more proud of you and like when he said that I was just like and and thank you Lord for a husband who's you know not only supportive but like you know I feel like he he genuinely wanted God's best for me too you know and right. really yeah. saw what I went through and was a wonderful support all these years but also I think you know it's it's important when you're making decisions to have godly people that you're counseling with because, you know, a friend might tell you, yeah, whatever, you know, they might not see it through the lens that someone else will. So he was just, you know, I, I said, God did this all, but my husband right under God has been an amazing, amazing support. And I would never have been able to take, I said this to him the other day, you know, many people whose husbands would have said, no, sorry, you, you just can't do that. Like, you can't, we need your, we need your salary. You can't leave. Yeah. yeah. Especially when the economy's tanking and everything's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's completely, it makes no faith. sense he at all. Had, he had to have faith about it too. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So. Well, we've talked a whole lot about what God's been doing, but is there something about God that you know now that you didn't know a year ago? I just, I I think I said it before, I feel like I've always thought I had faith, but my faith has been taken to an entirely different dimension. And perhaps it's for this hour that we're living in, because I feel like he's showing me that he, that nothing, he's not confined to anything. Like he can use cake. He can use <laughs> cake to give people the chills. I mean, I've literally... I have had an opportunity as much as I can talk with people. And I, you know, I, I'm very respectful of COVID and boundaries and social distancing and wearing a mask. And, but I 
say every day, God, you have given me this opportunity, and the very least that I can do is share with someone in some way. It doesn't have to be. I'm not going to have to preach to them, but just say, God opened a door for me to do this. And, you know, I, I've literally talked to people. People have told me they've gotten the chills from my story. I mean, people have shared that, you know, this is so amazing. I can't even talk about God with my friends. And I'm talking to strangers for sometimes 20 minutes, 30 minutes about the goodness of God. I mean, he really, if I've learned anything, it's just he is not confined to anything. And, you know, he is just, and I think he's, he's getting ready, you know, he's getting ready to come back. And it's, it's time now for the church to go beyond the walls and, and be really a representation to everyday people all the time, you know, and I've never been someone who's been forthcoming to, I feel like I've always kind of been a little shy about witnessing and and I feel like I can't keep quiet now because he's done a remarkable thing in my life. And if I deny him that glory, like, I feel like it's like, this isn't me. Like, I, did, I didn't do this. God did this, you know. And what you feel when you eat a piece of cake, like, the best feeling in the world that, like, I can give somebody God's love. It's for a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <Or cookies. laughs> uh, I love it so much. I just... I can hear the joy, the excitement, the faith in your voice. Like I am just, I was thrilled for you, but I'm just ecstatic for you now. And so excited to see what God is going to do. Like I I can't even, I don't even want to try to imagine what he's going to do and how he's going to use this from here on out. Because like you said, he is not confined to anything, even our imagination and Absolutely. we we couldn't have imagined anything this awesome. So why don't we just leave the rest of it to him too? <laughs> you know, and that's, I, I, right now it's funny because right now it's like a little bit, people are, listen, our, ourselves included, trying to be better, eat better, all that. And um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, I literally prayed over my book. My I have like a physical book that I write orders in. And I'm like, Lord, you know, you know, I know you'll, I know you will fill this book, you know, <laughs> but right now it's like a little slower and quieter, which is actually kind of nice. But literally by the end of the day, I had like, you know, all these, and not even people just ordering one cake. I mean, I had a man that ordered like, literally, I'll take three of everything. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, I'm learning too that like he, he doesn't have to show me the whole picture, like a little piece at a time just to sustain me is all I, you know, that's enough. And I don't have to know how the story is going to end right now. I feel like, like you said, anything is possible. And I'm I'm really, I want him to lead me down the the path that he wants me to be in because I feel like this could go very big or this could stay exactly what it is for me right now. And that's totally fine. Either, you know, is fine with me. I, I don't want to lose sight. I always say this, I don't want to lose sight of why I made the tremendous change that I did. And that's, you know, my family is my priority. And so anything that's going to pull me from them at this point in my life is not what I want to be doing. Well, I am, I am just really thrilled with this. Like, I think people are going to be so encouraged. 
I mean, I know I had I had told you I wanted to ask you about your encouragement for other people who have a dream, but I think every word of what you've said has been encouraging. <laughs> I think that people can't help but leave this conversation encouraged. And is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you or that you wanted to throw in here before we um, before we I wrap up? Let me just check. Yeah, no, I think I had mentioned just that, you know, I think people have dreams and passions and things that maybe they wish that they could pursue. And, and again, I, I just don't want people to think like I'm an advocate for just everyone go quit your jobs and pursue your <laughs> passions. It's, that's, I don't want the message to get misconstrued, but God can do anything and don't limit him. You know, if you, there's something that you see yourself doing and doing well and that could bring him glory, pray about it and seek godly counsel about it and maybe take a step to, you know, make a move in in that direction. But ultimately, you know, his will, his plans for your life will be revealed and you have to trust that. And our timing is not his timing. And like I said, this was years, years of praying, years of tears, years of stress, but it built my faith in him. I didn't know that was happening over the course of the time that passed, but now I can look back without question and know that everything I endured was for his great purpose and plan in my life. And I wouldn't take any tear back or any sleepless night or any feeling of nausea or kidneys, being in the hospital with kidney stones because I was so stressed out. I mean, it was, you know, stress, Stress can take its toll, and listen, I mean, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to stress about things, just because, you know, you're going to have struggles, you're going to have things that give you anxiety, but turning to his word and, and relying on him to show you exactly what his plans are for your life is ultimately, you know, when we realize we're not in control and he is, like, it's really simple when <laughs> you break it down, I mean... <laughs> This isn't complicated, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's wow. why I just, you know, I just want to encourage someone, of course, that if there's if there's something that they long to see themselves doing, you know, anything is possible with God. Anything. Well, I am so encouraged myself, and my faith is stronger than it was when we started this conversation. So I, I am so, so thankful that you came to share that with us. We are wrapping up every show with the same question, which is, what is a good question that you're asking lately? I had to give this some thought, and I think I'm going to go with the more lighthearted question. <laughs> what is so appealing about YouTubers opening eggs with toys that children just want to watch these videos right? of people opening toys? I don't get it. I don't either because you know if their kids are all at a birthday party watching another kid open a toy, like they just want to open one themselves. So how are they so intrigued and entertained by watching someone on the screen? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand that either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it saves me some money from buying toys and you just want to watch someone open toys, like that's cool. But I mean... (laughs) 
I just don't understand, you know, and of course for the people that are on YouTube and they're probably making a nice amount of money opening toys, I'm sure <laughs> it makes total sense. But from the parent's standpoint, I'm like, wouldn't you rather play? Wouldn't you rather play with a toy than to watch somebody open one? And they're probably like, Mom. <laughs> so that's, uh, those are my deep thoughts. <laughs> there you go. That is a very good question. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm so thrilled to talk to you, and I, I can't wait to see what you do next. For anybody on Long Island, New York area, metro area, New Jersey, Connecticut, check out The Crumb Picker on Instagram or at her website, thecrumbpicker.com and order yourself a cake. As soon as I make it back up there, I'm going to be ordering one for myself. And so I hope you guys get to go check it out. Leanna, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity so much. Okay, you guys, did I not tell you she preached me a sermon? I was not exaggerating when I told Leanna whether this show ever made it to a wider audience or not. It was absolutely God sent for me to listen to her speak faith straight into my ears. I was blessed and so encouraged to hear how God has answered her prayer and fulfilled the desire of her heart in ways far beyond her wildest imagination. If you have a prayer you've been praying for a long time, I hope this conversation encouraged you to keep believing God and to trust His perfect timing. We've included a link in the show notes to the sermon we discussed, The Miracles Never Stopped from Missionary to France, Dean Byfield. I promise it will boost your faith even higher. Speaking of show notes, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there is also always the little link at the bottom for you to click over and support the show. There is absolutely no pressure for you to contribute to this. This show will continue to come into your podcast app every Tuesday for free. This is just a way, if you are interested, for you to partner with us to continue making the show. And as I said before, you can become a supporter for as little as 99 cents per month. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow the show on Instagram at goodquestionshow. And you can follow me at Jessica Tandera. That's Jessica T as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also find the Facebook page by searching Good Question with Jessica Tandera. I would love to hear your thoughts on this show, ideas you have for future episodes, or the good question that you're asking yourself lately. If you liked what you heard today, please click that little button in your podcast app to share it with a friend. Send it in a text message, post about it on social media, and tag us if you would. We also appreciate every rating and every review. And always make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. We'll be back here next week with another good question. See you then.